Explore the history, relationships, expertise, and data that go into ensuring Stein growers get maximum yield potential. This is the Stein Seedcast. Here's your host, David Thompson. Hello, I'm David Thompson, National Marketing and Sales Director for Stein Seed Company, and this is the Stein Seedcast, a bi-weekly show where Stein growers, agronomists, and other special guests exchange product knowledge, agronomic expertise, and discuss everything that goes into maximizing yield. Throughout the month of March, we're celebrating women in ag with special weekly editions of the Stein Seedcast. Joining me as a guest co-host throughout this month is Stein's sales support team lead, Renee Schmidt. Renee has been a Stein employee for about five years now and a woman in ag even longer. She and her husband, Marty, live on an acreage just outside of Adel, Iowa, where they raise livestock and their four children. Renee, thanks for joining us as a co-host for March. Thanks for having me, David. Today, we'll be kicking off our Women in Ag podcast series by getting to know Renee a little bit better. And we'll also learn more about Stein's Women in Ag campaign. So, Renee, tell us, uh, tell us about yourself. Okay. Well, uh, we live outside of Adel on a 13 acres that we take great pride in. You know, grew up in northwest Iowa on a, on a um, livestock and uh, row crop operation. It uh, wasn't real big, but I see all the, the lessons and the life lessons that I learned from there. And um, I try to use those in our daily life now. Went to college, went to Iowa State, go Cyclones. Um, got my degree in um, ag education with a focus in agronomy. Didn't quite get a minor, but a lot of agronomy classes. And um, here I am at Stein Seed. So um, you started with Stein Seed just about five years ago, right? Sure did. And uh, came into our organization, actually working in my department. Talk about what you do because what you do is such an important part of the organization and you're a hero for a lot of our salespeople. So talk about what you and your team do for the organization. You know, I usually think, um, when I think about my position, I think we try to find wins. And breaking that down, you know, we've got a sales force of almost 300 out in across the U.S. You know, sales guys, agronomists, um, regional people, everybody trying to make a living, trying to be successful, and trying to get all their details to come together on the focus of selling seed. And, um, you know, working in the corporate office there, uh, we've got research, we've got production, we've got sales, um, we've got finance, a lot of different um, spokes to that wheel. Um, and so we try to be the, the bridge from the outside world to the inside world to fix their problems, to make their business run as smoothly as possible. And what does your team look like that you have that helps you do that? Sure. You know, we've grown. So as we've grown outside in the sales force, we've grown internally. And so we've got a team of, of four. We call ourselves the, the sales support team. And, you know, we take people's calls. It could be calls from ISRs, which are our independent sales reps. Um, we take them from the agronomy team. We take them from customers, uh, from growers, um, from conditioners, people who clean and bag our seed. Um, and, and generally, we're trying to find some win, some fix to a problem that they have. Could be their bill is wrong. Could be they can't get the seed they need. Um, you know, they just want to know what what can I plant in my area of Southwest Minnesota. Um, really connecting them, connecting dots, trying to put people with the right people, 
to find a win. Um, we're just constantly trying to find wins. So you, you had a lot of background in, in ag and family experience in ag. And I guess, you know, in the five years you've been with us, um, what is one of the findings you've had or one of the things that most interests you about our organization and our team? You know, we, we all just want to be heard. We all just want to find a solution. Um, we all want to be successful. And so as we say, sales is relationship oriented, people to people. So is what we do. People want to know that you care about them. They want to care that or know that they can trust you. They want to know that you are dealing with integrity um, th- and that you're there for them for their best interest. And um, I love that because we've been able to build that trust. We've been able to build that bridge. And what that looks like, you know, a few transactions can then build that trust and relationship into making some business decisions. Um, when people know that you're looking out for their best interest, they share a little bit more. And then you help them with that problem and they share a little bit more. And pretty soon you're invested in their business. And I get so excited. I get excited for their wins and I get frustrated with their losses. So, you know, we say we're part of their team. I truly believe that, you know, I want the best for each of our people. And I think you have to have buy-in. You have to have the passion so you understand that buy-in, that it's a bigger picture than just a transaction. You know, um, and, and I think you've probably heard me mention the term heart of service, mm-hmm. which to me I think is an important part of the role that we do within the organization. Where does that come from for you? Because you're fantastic at that part of our business. I guess what's, what do you attribute that to? I would attribute that to my upbringing. Um, you know, when you grew up on the farm, I like to say there's nothing magical about it. It's long hours, it's tight budgets, it's hard work. You're staying until the job's done. I don't know if any of our listeners or you have ever sorted livestock with your dads, but the best of manners don't generally come out there and you have to be a little bit tough, tough skin to to, to get through that at 5 a.m. on a Saturday. Um, and so I just, those are all things that I value. You know, you stay till the job's done. You put in the long hours it needs. When you work hard, you can see that success. And I love rewards, but I also know that it takes a lot of hours and, um, and the hard to get there. What would you want people to know about the role that you play? I think every, every position in ag, every job, every, um, season is important. You know, um, when our non-farm friends think of agriculture, I think they think a farmer, right? There's so many different facets. Um, It could be business. It could be law, education, you know, horticulture, grain merchandising, um, agronomists, insurance salesmen. There's just so much to the agriculture picture. And I know we get in our little world, but it takes all of us doing each of those jobs to make the ag industry stronger. And ultimately, you know, we're feeding the world. What do you wish you would have known about the job before I hired you? <laughs> <laughs> Not putting you on the spot. But, you know. Can I have a minute? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's an unfair question. I just want to throw that out. I know, I'm just thinking. <laughs> I gave you a free shot and you didn't even take it. Come on. I say I have the best job. Come on. <laughs> Good um, answer. Good answer. Oh, I know what I would say. Okay. This can be off the record, but um, it's not easy. But I do take pride 
the things that I think are just basics that everybody should know are maybe not basics. So I I love to work with production. I love to work with sales. I have a foundation of a lot of those things. I don't know a lot about all of them, but I know enough to connect enough dots to put that common sense together to get to where we need. And a lot of that is, I think, growing up on the farm, you got to figure it out. There, there's no written script. There's no, you know, you're working with tight budgets. You're, you have to just figure it out. And I'd say that's what I do a lot is just figure it out. But I do love a good challenge. So I, that's kind of a, that's the best part of my job. And you didn't write that in the job description. <laughs> so, Well, <laughs> and I think that's true because one of the things I, when I think about you and your work ethic, and one of the things I think about is the phrase, tell me more. I'd never heard that so many times until you came along. And I love the fact you want to know. Like, tell me the reason behind why we're doing what we're doing. And then tell me the next level beyond that. I think that's really profound because that, that that's how you get people to understand what we're doing, right? And, right. And if, the more you do that, the more everybody wins, right? So. And there's always more, right? And so the more I know, the more I can help you. There may be some really important detail in there that you don't think is important that I need to know. And that might be... That might be the winning ticket for me to make you successful. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. So let's talk about, you know, we're, we're here talking about uh, the Women in Ag Initiative. And um, I know this is a topic that you're passionate about. I know you give of your time and talent to, you know, not only within Stein, but even within the community. So uh, talk a little bit about what that initiative means for you as it relates to your family, your children and, and so forth. You know, when I look um, at where I've gotten to over the years, and you could say success with, you know, job, with family, with, um, you know, my faith, with community involvement, you can kind of break that down in a lot of ways. But what I would say is that I've learned that from people who have went before me. Um, I've learned how I've, whatever season I'm in, I have learned a nugget from some woman who has mentored me has believed in me, who has maybe held me accountable. And I look at those things and I just hope somebody's there for my kids too. And I see the difference that, um, you know, we say it takes a village. Parents can give that foundation and we can keep breathing into those kids' truths. However, it does take people outside for our kids to sometimes listen to. And so with that, I just always hope someone is investing in my kids and the, and the kids in the community. Um, and I want to be that for somebody because I know that's how I learned and where I've gotten a lot of those core values. And so, again, we're focusing on women in ag, um, whether you're a, a woman or a man. I think that's really important to have strong mentors and people who have went before you that you can learn from. So, you know, you were uh, raised in small town Iowa. Mm-hmm. What town? Ocheedon. Ocheedon. For anyone that is not familiar. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> It's about 20 miles west of Okaboji. Most okay. people probably know where that's at. All right. So what were those mentoring opportunities when you were young? You know, f- was it 4-H, FFA, through school? I mean, wh- what were those touch points for you? It was. Um, you know, I was a 10-year 4-H member. I look at, you know, a social outing might have been, you know, the the club's picnic, you know, in small town uh, at the park. Um, that was a pretty big deal. Um, it was my FFA advisor. 
luckily got to um, serve the state and 10,000 members at the time for FFA um, and travel around. But my FFA advisor was just so encouraging. And he, he would encourage us to step out of our comfort zone. He would, you know, tell me, you're going to do this public speaking. You're going to do this contest. It was kind of whether I wanted to or not. <laughs> but without him pushing me to do that, I, I don't know that I would have. And he just, he just always believed in us to go deeper and um, just not be afraid. And now I think that with my kids, I think, don't be afraid. Try it. You know, when you're a kid, you're a teenager, you can try it. You're not stuck in that for life. And you might learn something that, you're, that you didn't know you needed to learn. And what are you out? Some hours, some time. I say every experience can make you better. Yeah, and, and I think when you're young, you know, the, the, the fear, there's nothing worse than failure. But yeah. there's lots of things yes. worse than failure, right? You're right. Not trying. Yeah. not learning, and, and yeah. so forth. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, uh, specifically about the initiative, you know, uh, going back to uh, when this all started for us putting together this Women in Ag initiative, just for historical purposes. Back in 2019, uh, we were looking at uh, National Ag Week planning talking about, of course, celebrating all that's great in agriculture. And, and uh, at that time, uh, I think we were uh, also looking at, um, you know, starting to talk about women in ag as a topic. And it occurred to us that there really wasn't anybody you know, specifically had anything put in place to celebrate women in agriculture. So in 2019, we kind of formed a coalition with a couple of different organizations, one of them being uh, Farm Her. Uh, the uh, Iowa 4-H and the Iowa FFA Foundation. We worked together to draft proclamation that got signed by the governor to proclaim a Women in Ag in Iowa Day. And uh, so that's been, that was, you know, two years ago, three years now. And so I think it's a great initiative. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I think it's really important for us to focus on recognizing um recognizing that. And I know you've been a part of this, I guess, Renee, what, you know, what do you see as the important things about having a company with an initiative like this? Yeah. You know, we are staying seed. We are predominantly male, right? And our employees or have been in the past, I should say. I think too, if you don't have a strong tie to ag, you might think that it's a bunch of men, right? That's again, predominantly what it was for, for years. I think it's exciting. It's a world of opportunity for women, for girls to um, get into the ag industry. Again, all those different jobs I named earlier, there's a position for everyone. And um, I think it's just a time to highlight. Women can be successful in agriculture. It's an opportunity. We want to invite you into agriculture. And I think the future needs women. And um, just a great place for us to highlight that we are involved in agriculture. Yeah, and that's a great point. You know, historically, there's been a probably a more male-dominated presence in, in our industry, but that is definitely changing. You know, I can say 10 years ago, I, I don't believe we had any of our regional team leaders that were females. Uh, today, I don't know the exact number, but I believe a third, fully yeah. a third of our regional leads are yeah. now females. And I think that's a great change for us as an organization. I think it's great for the industry. Uh, to have that kind of uh, representation uh, within the ag spectrum. And, and hopefully that's happening all across the, 
the spectrum. It is. You know, when I think about growing up and I think of, um, you know, being raised on the farm, my mom was just as much of a decision maker as my dad. You know, she was behind the scenes, maybe more than he was. But holding it all together, my mom was an integral part of our family farm. I think that hasn't changed. This year, we're planning to have March 24th be proclaimed Iowa Women in Ag Day. The plan is to have, a, uh, like in past years, have a proclamation by the governor of Iowa. Uh, so we're excited about that. One of the things that I enjoy most about uh, the project that we've undertaken the last three years is some of the stories that we've done, uh, whether they be the video segments that have appeared on our website or through our social media. This year, we're, we're doing a lot of these, uh, a lot of great podcasts coming up, talking to some people, some fantastic stories of their uh, involvement in agriculture. So it's great. From my perspective, I enjoy our ability to get to celebrate some of these great stories and recognize what a kind of a change, you know, is occurring within agriculture as a whole. So we're very excited about, about that. I think it's also exciting. You know, when I think of agriculture, I think of Iowa, Illinois, the Midwest. As we expand across the U.S., so so does our view of agriculture, right? You've got California, you've got North Carolina, you've got Texas, huge ag states, right? And so it's really fun to watch those areas grow also and know that, you know, we've got great men and women in each of those places Um, and getting to spread our Stein story. Um, and reach out to the people in those areas can only make our company better and stronger. Yeah, absolutely. What do you do? I know because I, I know you participate. You help out with again organizations like uh, FFA or, or local 4-H groups, and your kids involved in activities. You, you know, when you look at young people getting involved in ag, and particularly you know uh, women in ag or wanting to go into the field, what do you? What do you want them to know? What do you want them to understand? I want young women in ag to understand um, it's a lot of hard work. But if you are willing to learn and you're willing to take those steps to learn, there's a future, and it's a bright future. Um, again, don't, don't be afraid to ask questions. I think you have to be genuine. Um, you have to walk with that integrity, um, you know, and... and People's time, dollars, resources, they're all very valuable. And if you understand that and you get to know where people are coming from, I think you can be totally successful. You know, I had a boss say to me one time in my in an internship, he said, you know, I'm so jealous of, of you as women because, like, you can hug people and develop that relationship. He said, that'd be kind of weird if I walk up to a dude and, and hug him. <laughs> and, you know, I've learned that. It's relationship, it's caring, it's, again, people buy from people no matter what that is. And so if you work really hard getting to know people's personalities and how you fit with them and, um, you know, and and their end goals. We all have different goals. And so if you work to learn people's goals and help them to work towards those, you're going to have a place in a lot of people's lives. What are the lessons you take from, from your work? that you instill, hope to instill in your children? You know, I guess we're raising our kids kind of how we were raised. And I'd say, again, those long hours, hard work, you stay until the job's done. You know, if we go out to a ball game or, or an activity and we come home, the kids know they have chores to do. And whether they choose to do those at 4 p.m. or 10 p.m., it's probably their choice. 
But again, there's consequences to their choices, right? And um, there's an animal depending on them. There's, you know, feed to plan for. There's shows to get ready for. Um, that also means some sacrifices, you know, but a lot of choices in this world. And it can be sports and it can be, you know, 4-H and it can be judging and all those things are awesome things. Um, but it comes down to what are your priorities, what's going to help you most in your future, and what do you think you're going to learn from. And different stages are different in that. But we've tried to encourage our kids, you know, how is this activity, say judging, going to help you two years from now? Is that important to you or not? And so I think we do a lot of life lessons through animals in the barn. You know, so far our kids love that life. And um, I think they would choose that over a lot of things. So, and that's rewarding to me as a parent because it is a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of hours, but it's really fun to watch them be successful. And by success, it could mean they get to sell an animal that they've been working hard with for two years. It could be that, you know, somebody is having success in a judging contest. Um, it could just be one of our daughters is not going into ag right now, but her work ethic is amazing. She's not afraid to get dirty. She's not afraid to put in long hours, and she's working double jobs. And I know that that comes from her her upbringing. Yeah, and I think that's one of the great things about, I know sometimes people get concerned for the future, right? And I would tell you, if you go to a state FFA convention or you go to the state 4-H convention, you leave there going, uh, we're going to be okay. Wow. <laughs> impressive, impressive uh, young people all across there. Um, and, and again, probably more females than at any other time in, uh, in, in the history of those organizations. And, and I think it's tremendous uh, for us looking ahead. You know, one of the things I always try to do is help with state leadership convention for FFA. And I do. I leave there after having judged a contest um, and just realize, wow, there's some really great kids out there with, with big potential and big dreams. And that's exciting. Yeah. Well, Renee, thank you for being here. Um, you know, Renee has been kind enough to come in and she's going to be helping us all of this month with uh, some of these great women in ag focused uh, episodes we're going to be doing. Uh, so I appreciate you coming in to tell your story and also uh, help me learn more uh, about some of these great guests that we're going to have all throughout the month of March. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. For those tuned in, we've been visiting with Renee Schmidt about her experiences as a woman in ag and talking about Stein's Women in Ag campaign. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue our Women in Ag series. We'll be visiting with Susie Kinzenbaugh-Veach, president of Kinsey Manufacturing. To never miss an episode, subscribe to the Stein Seedcast wherever podcasts are found. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, remember, Stein has yield. Subscribe to the Stein Seedcast wherever podcasts are found. To learn more about Stein and its elite corn and soybean genetics, visit steinseed.com.